up. This is, uh, you know, that negative thought you've been having, and uh, I just, uh, I just can't let you try and change yourself without a fight. So, uh, go ahead and just turn the show off, okay? And, um, uh, yeah, everything's still fine. This is Blindsight with your host, Bill Lundgren, an AINC original podcast. You serious? We're not holding back truth. We're here to help you heal and become the best you possible. Here's the chair. Here's the pillow. Here's Bill. Well, what I was what I was thinking, in other words, it, it's sort of uh, a, a an effect, as you're saying, uh, with the walking. Uh, if I am able to speed up and walk uh, assertively, and I begin to feel assertive. So the two sort of uh, bounce off each other. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, and particularly if somebody has some photos of me, and I know I can identify the feeling of assertiveness, and I can look to that to reinforce. If, I'm, if I see a photo of me uh, looking hunched over, then I need to know that. Or if, if somebody tells me, if I'm blind, you know, as a blind person, so, you know, this picture, you look so old and so hunched over. Uh, you don't want to do that. Here's what you do differently. And then I can be, uh, as you're saying, I can be trained or uh, training myself to present a different picture and then if a friend takes a picture of me, and it's easy to do because everybody has, most people have smartphones, they can take instant photographs and uh, show me, in, uh, let me know what's in the photograph, then I can come across uh, a lot, I know what it feels like to come across strongly. And that's part of the training that you're talking about with Penn. But for any of us, we need to know what, looking, especially as a blind person, to know what looks like strength, what looks like assertiveness, or as I mentioned, the job hunting, what it looks like, I, you know, I know my business. And we have to train ourselves to move our body into that position when, when we want to call upon it. Yes, and that's where... Um, Without coming in t- to me, that people can use their cell phone, and right. the, you want to get a friend uh, that you get along with really well, and that, that you, you trust. Know, that you trust. Yeah, yeah. You not just that you trust them, but that you know that they're uh, sympathetic, uh, empathize with everything you've right. done so that you can tell that right. person you tell me the truth even if you think it's embarrassing because I'm learning and we can work around that so like using the getting the job you could uh the friend could go okay I just asked you a serious question. So what you're going to do is lean forward, put your hands on the desk and look me straight in the eye and you're going to answer. And that's not something you normally associate with a blind person that's talking to you. 
Right, uh, right. Um, <laughs> and and all apologies to everybody who, of course, does that uh, it correctly. But uh, uh, and so you do that. They snap a picture, and then if you have enough sight that you can see the picture, you can see whether it works or not. But right. that's why you need the good, honest, straightforward friend. Right. Uh, they can look at it and they go, okay, let's see, we need to adjust this. Uh, you were looking down instead of looking in my eyes. Uh, you put your head down w- instead of looking up and strong. Uh, your shoulders sagged when you came forward. I don't know how you did that. Uh, uh, and they can walk you through it. And yeah, frequently, like, like, um, to put it in that you have to practice it, it, this over and over. In the old mm-hmm. days of doing portraits, a lot of photographers would not even put film in the camera until they had pretended to take pictures for about 15 or 20 minutes until the person oh. had loosened up. Okay. I see. Okay. And mm-hmm. And part of my technique is I get the person all loosened up. We know where we're both coming from, how we're both going to respond, and that we can tell each other the truth, you know. And and before I ever start, uh, uh, so usually the first picture I take is phenomenal. And when you really practice all this stuff, using the photos as an example, if I take 30 pictures of a person who before then hated how they photographed, they're going to like at least 25 of the 30 pictures, even though they had never seen a picture of themselves they liked. Mm -hmm. That is a metaphor for, yes, you have to practice this stuff. You don't just stand up, throw your chest out, put, you know, stand strong once. You do it every day. Um, um, and a, one non-blind example of that is Mandy Harvey. Uh, she's a friend of Penn's and ours, and uh, she was on America's Got Talent. And I asked her about her, uh, she's deaf, 100% deaf. We asked her about, uh, she could talk without the deaf accent. And we go, how do you do Mm -hmm. that? Or do you ever have trouble with it? You know, because you've been deaf a long time now. And she goes, I have to practice every single day not to have the deaf accent. Right. And it's the same thing if you can't see you would need to practice the little bit that we're talking about and a whole lot more, a lot. And you could literally change your personality if if you started doing all of this a lot. Well, if you're talking about making, uh, you know, helping someone become a glamorous, get a, a glamorous look, mm-hmm. uh, a woman becoming the glamour girl, you know, what... What kinds of things would you have to do, you know, to get a glamour photo in someone who feels real bad, uh, real poorly about themselves? Oh, okay. I lied, Bill. Don't ask me the tough questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, you know, as a as a photographer, you got to make make the person look glamorous, even if they don't feel it. Yes. And, and 
Oh, some I can give some answer. I know some of it I do intuitively. Um, um, but um, I know that a lot of people have commented that everybody in my portraits looks like they're somebody big, you know, in the sense of important. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and I was had to think about it before and go, oh, yeah, they do. Uh, so part of it is, um, I'll use rapport and it's really funny with women because when I do it, I'm of course coming off very gay, uh, because I'm trying to act like Marilyn Monroe. Uh, uh, and so I will, uh, because we're the guys, if they look cool, it's going to get them a good, a good face if they really get into it. So it's the same thing. If a woman can really tap in to her sexual feelings, um, mm. um, and, and so you can imagine me mimicking this, you know, like I'm sitting here trying to do Marilyn Monroe, you know, with the pouty lips and the little side looks and the, you know, touching the neck, uh, uh, and of course, for about anybody over 21, uh, they just start laughing at first because they've yeah. never, they it's been a long time since they intentionally tried to be sexy or after trauma and that kind of thing. That's the last thing on your mind. Uh, um, but a lot of it is in the posing, um, is, and, and, well, part of that first part of looking, feeling, and acting sexy, uh, if you can actually tap into a strong sexual feeling, your eyes will literally get bigger. Okay. Mm. And this is other people's science, not mine, although I've seen it. Uh, and then literally, the more you tap into a strong sexual feeling, uh, your lips will get bigger. And both of those are traits that make people look sexier, glamorous type of thing. But if you do it, but if they react really negative to that, which a lot of people do, but it's funny, so it's not awkward, mm -hmm. uh, then I'll put them in a pose that would be kind of, I know, Somebody made a comment that a lot of my pictures of women that I just thought were regular portraits were really sexy. Um, and I didn't get it. I just thought, uh, no, I was just doing a portrait. But uh, right. but it would be, so you, one would be, they're sitting with mostly their back towards me. And then I tell them, okay, when you're going to flip looking back at me real quick. And when you look back at me, everything in your brain, you're going to be going, I want you. I want you. you know, <laughs> I'm going to have you. And that's, that's a safe feeling. Okay. Because also by that time, they know that we've had a lot of humor and a lot of jokes Right. Um, another one that, uh, 
worked really good. It doesn't as much now because it's dated. But if you remember when the Charlie Angels, Charlie's Angels TV show was on, they, uh, the famous picture of the three women are holding their gun up in front of them with two hands. And they're all looking at the camera really serious, but with a femme fatale kind of look at the camera. Uh huh. Every woman in America was able to do that pose effectively. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I could, so when I would have one person or if there were more in the picture, do that, and I'd let them, they, they just, a finger gun holding in front of them. So you'd practice it a couple times with the finger gun, okay? Which, of course, you can't have a finger gun in a portrait. Uh, and then we would practice it with, okay, you, you're just going to imagine the finger gun once they got the face down good. And you can have your hands where they're supposed to be, but give me that same femme fatale look. And they could do mm-hmm. it after practicing it enough, which was usually once to three times. Um, one, that, another technique, you don't know what's going to give somebody a good face. It could be anything. Uh, and w- another one was, it was really popular uh, um with black women, they could roll their head around. I, I say they could because I can't do it. Uh, they could roll their head around their shoulders and, and then they'd go, you go girl. Okay. So I had been photographing this kid and she could do everything, uh, which was kind of amazing because everybody, some, some of this stuff doesn't work on some people and works great on right, other people. Right. Anyway, she did that roll and goes you go girl and i clicked the picture it was the best face she had done throughout the whole shoot uh who would have thought uh so coming up where somebody can move into a picture helps a lot so so part of the job is to help them feel comfortable with taking that pose yes finding that they can be comfortable in that pose and learning how they do it so they can use it whenever they they feel safe to take that pose, to be glamorous. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of women have been traumatized and they're afraid to present uh, a kind of pose. So you have to set up a, uh, a kind of safe environment. For them to try some things out and find out that she's they're safe is not you know it's not something bad for them to to uh, take that pose, which can be a tough a tall order, but at the same time, you know if once they get used to it and maybe they like it, then you know then it's up to them what they do do with it. Right, and and as you were saying that it's. If I, uh, how would you, uh, if I sense that the person's uncomfortable on all levels, then, um, we don't approach it that way, but you're still having the person do stuff that would come off, uh, mm-hmm. sexier than, than that. And it would, um, oh. Oh, I lost the, the primary point. Oh, oh, all the 
every shoot I ever do, I make a big deal about um, if I ask you to do something and you physically, mentally, emotion or right. emotionally cannot do it. Sure. Keep it positive. Don't go, I'm not doing that. Don't do it that way. Just go, great idea, Moses, but I really can't do that. Okay. So it's a, it's a safe out so that, cause occasionally right. it's, right. for right. me, it's usually, right. usually asking them to do something that's physically harder than they want to do. Um, right, right. Or maybe touching a stone that they don't want to touch. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, uh, because one of the rules for looking better in a photo is do something like walk towards the camera and the person oh. takes the picture of you walking towards the camera. Uh, you will look a lot different walking towards the camera because you can't pose when you're walking towards the camera. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. um, another one, like with the sexy thing where you're not really being sexy is if you were doing a standing picture, um, if you have them, you'll see this on the Oscar shows and the award shows all the time where the woman always puts one foot in front of the other, which gives them a more hourglass figure. Well, right, right. Not mm -hmm. being overtly sexy on any level, but they're going to have a better figure. Uh, right. Um, so, so, what you're saying, there are different techniques <clears throat> which they can learn, which help them to look more like they want to look. Yes. You know, whether it's the glamour, but to help them move out of the automatic response <clears throat> into a more. Uh, uh, aware stance. Yes. And say, oh, this is the way. And, and getting some photographs in front of them, uh, in, they can then evaluate how it is that they want to look in what circumstance. Uh, definitely when it, when they see it before and after, you know, they see if you, they have a photograph. Right at the beginning, they look kind of down and their body posture isn't right. Showing them photographs or in the case of uh, what we're talking about in uh, the photograph of, you know, someone is real nervous, someone who doesn't feel uh, like that's not a good picture of me, you can then show them, well, do this, and when they start to look good, you can kind of encourage them to keep keep in their uh, mind uh, file, if you will. Right. This is the way you feel when you're looking the way you want them to, to be. Yes. Does that make sense? In other words, say, look, this is how, think about how you're feeling right now. And if this is the pose if you will you can call it a pose but if this is the way you want to look glamorous whatever it is this is how you do it and they're getting the experience and if someone is blind uh it's the same thing someone could uh could say you know when you were doing this this and this this is the, this was really presented a certain way that uh you know you tell me you want to present it's like 
uh, you know, I was in a parade. So I, and, and everybody decided I needed to wave like Queen Elizabeth. So they, <laughs> they spent time teaching me how to move my hand. Well, during the parade, that's what I did. And everybody laughed, which is what I wanted them to do. Right. But the thing is, I had to be taught how to do that. Because visually, I have no idea um, what it looks like, but they <laughs> you know, they moved my my hand, and and I did it, and I got the effect that uh, that I wanted at that particular time. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And that would the um, I'm hoping to do it more, but uh, the few times that that I've of course worked with Penn, and she's an expert at it. But the few times I've worked with um, some people who've lost their sight, uh, it it was more explanation and physical, yeah. like like you were saying, and and you have to you almost have to uh, get their permission to touch them and yes. move the body into position. If they if they allow you to move the body and say this is how does it feel for you right now? Yes. And this is where we're not used to paying attention to our bodies. In fact, so often we hate our bodies. Yes. So we kind of like put it in the back burner and we can't, we got it. But it's a question of being able to, and then once we get used to a particular glamour pose or whatever, we say, oh, maybe I want to have that as my persona which is not faking it because it's coming from you, but my persona so that I can continue to present that to other people instead of the way that I've been presenting myself so far. It's a, it's a learning experience, but using the body to help my mind get into a certain place and my mind working with my body, the, the two together to feel the way that I really want to feel instead of the way that I've been uh, panicked and, and, and everything else, the way that I don't want to feel. Yes. And, and going along with what you're saying, I can't stress enough. You got to practice it, practice it, practice it. Because I would, a lot of people that I photographed and that might even have been difficult to get them to the point they could look good over and over and over again. I would run into them like a year later, and uh, I'm thinking of one person in particular, and she showed me some photos, and I go, you stopped doing everything I taught you, because uh, she looked horrible uh, in everything she was showing me. <laughs> and and uh I even experimented, it's, it's, uh, getting a person enthusiastic enough of, uh, I would tell somebody, I will only photograph you if you'll do three portrait sittings for the price of one over the course of a week or two. And, oh, and, okay. And so the first one, you go through a lot of the stuff we're talking about. And then the second one, because they've had like a week that, they probably didn't do their homework, uh, but right. but by the third time, uh, they just walked in and it was like working with a professional model, uh, mm -hmm. which brings up one of the things where this is hugely beneficial to me is having 
photographed a lot of well-known models and actors, um, it is way easier to photograph a professional uh, than to photograph an amateur. Um, and, and so I thought part of what was behind this whole phototherapy was you could rapidly get a person to respond like a professional model, uh, uh, and it was a whole lot easier to photograph them. Uh, because most yes. mm-hmm. most photographers spend the whole portrait sitting not because they don't do what I do, they spend the whole portrait sitting trying to figure out you, and that's not the time to figure out you. But again, going back to your thing, it's practice, practice. Uh, right, right. Um, that it becomes second nature, and that's it. Would be using pen again. Because we've been together forever and, and, uh, um, but in the early days, uh, she would look good in some photos. She would look bad in a lot of photos. And, and Penn is a, a very pretty person. And, uh, uh, but once she had practiced and practiced and practiced, she always looks good in a picture. To the point that almost anything you ever see me post that she's in, it was one shot. Uh, rarely do I ever. The only reason I take a second picture is if I blew something else. But once you get that sense of of looking good, mm-hmm. that reinforces it. It should reinforce us. Uh, our continuing in that. In that mode, it's not being fake. You see, something it can sound a little bit like you're acting, but that's okay to be acting, especially when eventually this is the stance that you want. This is who you want to be. This is what feels natural to you with whatever has happened and prevented you from getting to that point. Uh, uh, can can go away if this is the way, or the assurance that you have when you go in for a job interview, the assurance when you ask somebody for something or dating or whatever it is, you pay attention that this feels right for me. This is this is like putting on the right suit of clothes. Is this way that I'm carrying my body, and it becomes very natural, as you say. The more you practice, it becomes more natural to you, and then you're off and running. Exactly, and and going along with that, um, if anybody has seen, uh, oh no, no, I'm going to forget the name of the movie, but uh, in this uh, one movie, the guy is playing a gangster, and I thought, that is a very cool walk. And so every time I would be out walking around, I would start practicing it. And it, (laughs) (laughs) and kind of like, uh, I've had a few friends, uh, who love John Wayne and, and walked exactly like John Wayne's specific walk. But then I started finding that when I walked Peaky Binders, Peaky Binders, that's the movie. Uh, it's too violent for some people, but but all those guys walk the same in that movie. Okay, and and walking that way, I thought this makes me feel really good. So if I'm out walking 
I started, if I'm out walking, I walk like those guys now because it makes okay. me feel really good. And everybody gets out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if you just watch some uh, trailers on Peaky Binders and pay attention to how they walk, <laughs> if you walk into a, a, a restaurant walking like a Peaky Binder, you're going to get the table you want. Because <laughs> you are going to exude <laughs> confidence. <laughs> right. And it's not fake. It just feels right to you. Yeah. This is the stance that you want to take instead of being uh, uptight or like the picture of my sister looks so unhappy. Uh, you have to really understand that's the way you come off right now. Do you want to continue that way? Yes. To come across that way. And the photographs, as you're describing, is a way for us to find out how do we look to other people? And it's like, and also, as you were describing the uh, features, I remember, and your, and your feelings about your features will change once you get a, re a realistic picture. Like you say, your e you think your ears look too good, or they stick out, and look too big, or stick out. Maybe when you begin to look at it real cl uh, closely, then you say, oh, they're not that, that bad. It's just my feeling about that feature. I've learned somewhere that it's negative, but now that I've changed or uh, changed my attitude towards myself, it's normal. Yes. It's, it's, uh, but it, it's looking at ourselves real closely and saying, what are the lies that I'm telling myself about myself? Yeah, one technique that would be fascinating if people tried it, uh, I mean, Penn and I do stuff like this all the time because we used what we've talked about and a whole lot more from the phototherapy for our relationship. But if you've got a partner uh, and you've lost your sight, have them they don't talk to you. They're doing actual candid photos of you. So say, uh, let's go over and have coffee. And, and because cell phones don't make noise, uh, you photograph me off and on. Okay. Or if, if we're right. waiting in line or if we're just standing looking at the right. view, get a snapshot of me. And then we can go through those snapshots to see what I am doing that's not a strong, vibrant personality. Right. So that, right the way that I want to, want to come off, yeah. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. going along with that, an, another funny thing that I still do is being in love with old mo silent movies and uh, the 20s, 30s, and old photographs. In the old days, people right. were public uh, uh, aware, okay? One, they dressed a whole lot better than we do. But I started, if I was, if I'm anywhere and I'm just standing around or sitting around, I will strike an old-time pose because I know that if anybody walking around me sees me in that pose, they're going to take a second look because it looks good. Uh, and it's a funny source, yeah. But you look like somebody if you're in a, you know, like like as simple as you lean a, against the wall, 
and you put one foot across the other while you're leaning. That looks way better than slumped halfway over in a really weak pose, just standing someplace. Or because you got a cane, uh, a cane is mm. the best prop in the world for looking good. Uh, because you can lean on it like an old flintlock rifle. So you're as cool as Davy Crockett. Uh, you can, you can, uh, I even taught Penn how to do a few cane right. tricks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's just, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, or if you hold the cane out way to the side when you're standing around and you can do that crossed foot thing and it makes it look like you're this really strong personality. Uh, uh, or what's really funny is with practice, you can raise your cane up and shoot it at somebody and catch it before it hits them. <laughs> so you pull, you take the, the weak blind person makes the other guy look like a fool. <laughs> so yeah, canes are great, uh, physical props. So, uh, Oh, yeah, I guess that's a lot of the physical part. Um, oh, just a quick antidote is is a few times photographing people who couldn't hear. It was, and we were doing elaborate sittings. Uh, it was really fun because we pretended in, in all those cases that we were in a silent movie. Okay, so you had to act out everything. And when you set the mm. groundwork before you start, it's a safer environment. So so I could sit there and do something goofy. Uh, oh, or frequently I'll photograph uh, somebody like behind a window or someplace they can't, they can see me, but they can't hear me. And I can move, uh, I'll put my hand on my face and move it the direction they're supposed to. And even photographing people, you come up with cues. Um, one, no, I'll quit on this one, is, is uh, because a lot of people, the negative trigger will literally cause their face to swell up and they'll look really heavy in photos, but they're not heavy at all. Um, and, and so right, with right. brides in particular, we do a huge photo class and I explain it to them. I go during your wedding. If we do not do this class, I cannot look at you and be photographing you at your wedding and go, you're doing the fat face, get rid of it. Okay. Because that's going to insult you, make you feel really bad and you're not going to like me. Okay. But when we practice how to get mm -hmm. rid of the face and the fat face is a joke term at your wedding, if you start to swell up, I can go, you're swelling up, do what we, you learned to get rid of it. Uh, um, the same thing of frequently somebody will be posed one or two people and I'll go start jumping up and down and then hit your pose. Uh, that jumping up and down literally puts them in a more positive situation. Right, right. A fun mode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of tricks like that. And I'm 
guessing unless you can think of something. I mean, I can ramble on forever with antidotes. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what you, you know, what I'm feeling is that you've given me, as well as uh, those who are listening, a whole lot of ways of looking at themselves and making some, making, see, we don't have a sense that we have choices about how we look. And what you're saying, that is uh, inaccurate. Yeah. That we do have a lot of choices. We just have to figure out what those choices are, what it is we want to look like, what it is we uh, what kind of attitude we want to come across to people and then take the, you know, your, both your mind and your body working together to get comfortable with the way that you really want to look glamorous, uh, gangster, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is that we choose. And we have that choice. Exactly. And that it's, and someone who uh, who is blind or partially sighted may need some some help in figuring out what that is, but it's doable. It's doable, and then we can, regardless of whether we have sight or not, we can come across the way that we want to, and not the way that we may feel or we may think somebody else wants us to do. Because sometimes we're encouraged to look helpless, to to be helpless. Ah, no, we don't want that. Or I don't think we want that. But we can come across in a different way and get a different response from others around us. Yes. Yes. Because it, it is very definitely that how good-looking you are in public, uh, the the persona that comes across is definitely uh, affected by how you are feeling and you you yeah. just like movie actors do all the time uh they can play characters nothing like them that are totally believable right and even though the average person may not think they can do it they can easily do it yep this is i really appreciate all you shared with us in the time that you shared with us and i think it'd be certainly for me it feels real helpful yes and so and i'm glad to have our audience hear that and if any if anyone wants to make some suggestions uh, about programming for blindsight uh please let us know i would be we welcome suggestions and so, Moses, thank you very much for being on the program. And to all of our listeners, take care. Till next time.